You've got big goals. How hard can they be? Set your goal, set your plan, and get after it. Uh, But then there's life and family and marriage. So how do you reach your big goals while supporting your family? I've got a great interview today. You cannot miss this one. What does it mean to love and work well? And how do I pursue what truly matters? Working at the intersection of business and psychology, I help you answer these questions and more so you can focus priorities, inspire change, lead with courage, and live with more joy today. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Welcome to the Pursue What Matters podcast, where we focus on what it takes to thrive in love and work. Well, I am so excited to share this interview with you today. So I had the chance to sit down with a good friend of mine, Sunny Lawrence. I've known her forever. Um, We used to race um, endurance together, and she is remarkable. And she really is just like her name. She is Sunny, and she brings sunshine everywhere she goes. And so before I introduce her, I do want to talk a little bit about why I am interviewing her. So of course, with the podcast, I'm focused on helping you pursue what matters. And when we think about what matters, right, we think about our big dreams and our big big goals, but we also think about our most important relationships. And Sunny and her family are a great example of how you make this work in real life. We all have the ideal, um, but... Right. None of us, none of us live in that world. We, we've got to make tough decisions at times. And, you know, when we think about a partnership relationship, a partnership marriage, it's a lot of give and take. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to sit, sit down with Sunny. She is a remarkable woman and she has provided remarkable support to her husband, James Lawrence, who you may know him better as the Iron Cowboy. And this man has big dreams and not only big dreams, but big goals. And he has accomplished them. He's um, done the 50-50-50, which is 50 Ironmans in 50 states on 50 consecutive days. Think about that. (laughs) Think about that for just a minute. Um, Most recently, he participated in the Eco... Um, the Eco Challenge, the world's toughest race down in Fiji, and he and his team uh, did remarkably well. And James is awesome, and he's incredible to talk to and to learn from. But I really wanted to talk to Sunny because, you know, how do you how do you make it work in real life? Um, this is a mother of five, and. There's been a lot of a, a lot of balancing and a lot of sacrificing um, that that goes into any any sort of big accomplishment, and I think you'll have so much to learn from this interview. I know I learned a lot, and like I said, she's just a pleasure. She brings sunshine wherever she goes. So let me um, do a little bit more of an introduction of Sunny before we jump into the interview. So she is a Utah native and has a college degree from Utah Valley University in psychology. Yay, psychology. She married James Lawrence in December 2000 and says that they are loving life together. They're certainly living big, living big and loving big. And they have five children, four daughters, and one son, um, as the caboose. She says she's always loved being a mom, as well as Jane's number one supporter through all of his accomplishments. We balance each other out and make a great team. And that's one of the things I 
I love um, that she speaks to is how we can balance one another out and make a full um, a full partnership and a great team. And certainly Sunny and James have done that. So she also says she's excited about starting her own career and heading into the second half of her life. She is a young woman. <laughs> um, I am passionate about people and love getting to know anyone with whom I cross paths. So Sunny's often told that she's a ray of sunshine and that her personality fits her name, which is the truth. She's just a ball to be around. Um, Sunny is also an athlete. She's been an athlete um, for all of her life and has um has enjoyed a calm down version now that she's entering the next chapter of her life. So she she does a lot of training with James. So I'd like to see what her calm down version looks like because she's very active. Um, she says that golf has waited many years and is now something that she loves to do, especially in her hot pink golf shoes. And that pretty much um, tells us everything about Sunny. She's just, if you see her on the golf course, you, you'll know who she is. So that's a little bit about Sunny. And now let's um, let's start the interview. All right, Sunny. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. So why don't you just start by just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you and your family? Just kind of give us give us the goods on your family a little bit. Okay, my name is Sunny Lawrence, and I was born and raised here in Utah. And I married James Lawrence, and he is known as the Iron Cowboy. So no one's ever heard of him. No one's ever heard of that guy, especially (laughs) around here. So he holds multiple world records for triathlon, and he continues to set them. So we have five kids together, and we've been married for 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Five kids. What are your ages of your kiddos? I had five kids in six years, so I had them all really close. So yeah, oldest, so, so you're into world records. Yeah, I'm too. into world records. Well, I want to be done by the time I was 30, and I had my last one at 28. So that wow. doesn't always work out for everybody, but it worked out for us because I wanted to be a young mom and a young grandma. Very so cool. our oldest, Lucy, is 18, and she's a senior, and our youngest, Quinn, is 11, and he is in fifth grade. Wow. So you're in the thick of it. Yeah, and in the fun stuff. It's fun now. Everybody's independent, yeah. but still fun. Yes. Yeah. That's what I've discovered. Like I'm a better mom to older kids. It's so fun. Like they they get funny and you can, you can interact with them. Fun. And there's so many of them and all their friends and it's always a party. Yeah. I bet your house is a party. It's fun. Yeah. So Sunny and I met years ago doing triathlon. And it was always a party when Sunny was <laughs> was around. She is she's a joy and she's just so much fun. And I think your name's totally appropriate because you. you are Sunny. I yeah. get that a lot. People are like, yeah. your name fits you perfectly. I'm like, must have been a gnome when I was born. My mom swears I was smiling. So Yeah, there you go. This is stick. There you go. Okay, so tell us tell us a little bit about everything that you and James have been doing because your, you know, your marriage and all of these adventures have been, you know, quite an adventure. And so, you know, help, help everyone understand a little bit about the adventures. And so maybe starting with, you know, the first adventure that you would say like, okay, this is not going to be a typical marriage, this is not going to be a typical path. And then we can kind of get into the details of some of the most recent adventures. Well, James um, came from Canada 
and he came to visit a friend and then was like, this place is awesome. I'm never leaving. So to give you an idea of his sense of adventure, it started with moving to a different country with no prospects or anything and just being like, I don't care, I'm doing it. Now you might think that, oh, it's just Canada to the US, but it's actually quite different. The Mm -hmm. cultures are very different. And I mean, you still need to have a green card. You still have to do your immigration. But he lived here illegally and just didn't care and kept working until we had a couple (laughs) kids. And then he finally, I, after 9-11, I was like, you're going to get deported and I'm going to have two babies. So he got his immigration. Yeah. I'm like, how can this not be a priority? That was the beginning, um, of me realizing how different our personalities were. His was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And like five years later, I was like, you know, I feel like this is something that's kind of important. I would have done it. I got all the paperwork when we were engaged and he just never did it. So we, um, we worked really hard and saved lots of money. We've always been really conservative. And um, then he was a mortgage broker and he lost it. We lost everything in the recession. Oh, wow. And so the way I like to say it is, you know, 2008, you have $80,000 in your, your checking account. You know, I was like 28 years old and we had a rental home and we we had owned multiple homes mm-hmm. to losing everything like Ugh. that's the definition of 2008 right and five five yeah. little kids yeah five tiny kids like my son yeah. Quinn was born in 2009 mm-hmm. so to give you an idea of where we were at in that stage of life and so he picked up grunt work and um then those companies went under and never paid him because he was just doing anything he could get by mm-hmm. well my dad was running a charity my dad was a successful businessman and he was like why don't you come my charity and help me raise money. And so James was like, you know, I got to think of a creative way to raise money. So he thought, you know, I'm going to look into how I can mix triathlon into this because it's something I enjoy. And um, inevitably it led to him doing some world records and starting our life over. And, you know, it was, it was a great time to take a risk because we lost everything. We had nothing to lose. So why not? Exactly. So we're like, if this is the time to do it, let's do it. And it was proof to us that living a safe conventional life wasn't really safe. Absolutely. That, that's such an important lesson, right? Because people say, if I just, if I, if I do what I'm told, if I play this, if I play it safe, I'll be okay. Yeah. It's like, just save money and you'll be okay. And it's like. That is not there the are no truth. guarantees. Yeah. So led us into a world record for the most half Ironmans. He did thirty Ironman or twenty-two Ironman half Ironmans in thirty weeks. So it was a really short. Ooh. You know, the record's over a year, but it was only over, mm-hmm. you know, thirty weeks. So twenty-two Ironmans in thirty weeks, and then half Ironmans, and then the full Ironmans came in two thousand twelve, and he did thirty in a year. The record was twenty, but he's like, I want to smash it. I don't want to just beat it. Yeah, another. Uh, look into James's mentality. Exactly. He's like, I don't want to do just enough. I want to blow this thing out of the water. Mm-hmm. So if somebody else comes along, it's hard for them to beat it because at that time there weren't even that many races. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more now, but mm-hmm. back in 2012, we, he were essentially doing every single race he could do. So that was 30 races in a year and that took him through 11 countries. Wow. And then towards the end of that, he's like, you know, I don't think I met my potential. Like this should have been a lot harder. Than it was. Than it was. 30 Ironmans. In a year. In a year. Yep. So I was like, oh my gosh, that was the hardest year of my life, literally. (laughs) And I was like, what did you say? (laughs) So he had this grand idea and this was on his way to the 29th race. And I said, you can't talk to me about this till February. 
and it was the end of November. And so he kept trying to talk to me. I was like, you can't talk to me about February. I have to good, process. Good boundary. Good yeah, boundary I was like, there. I have to process the year. Like, we need to finish this first before we're jumping on to the next thing. Yeah. And so February 1st, he came in with bright eyes and was like, let's talk about this 50-50-50. And he wanted to initially do it in 2014. And I said, it's not enough time. So I said, if we're going to do this, it's got to be 2015. We have to give ourselves two full years to prepare for this. Tell me what you knew about that. Tell me about what what you understood that maybe maybe he didn't in in his excitement. Well, I like to I space. like to tell people that James is holding a handful of helium balloons and he's headed up to space and I'm holding onto his feet saying, "Hey, come back down. Remember reality." And I I don't mean that in a, a rude or condescending way. No. I mean it in a way that we make a really great team. I, I was going to say that's probably that's probably a large part of why you two are so successful it is together. Definitely why. We yeah. are polar opposites. I'm the one that's like, okay, James, you do have to consider the conventional things. <laughs> because because they they are <laughs> they exist for they, a reason. They are here. Yes, they are here. <laughs> they exist for a reason. I'm like, the laws of gravity exist for a reason, right? And so the whole green card thing. For yes, instance. yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a whole other story. It's so funny. He finally ended up getting his green card. We had two kids, and then later got a citizenship when he realized he was never leaving. But he um, he was like, okay, well, I don't know why, and then it ended up being complex preparing for this. Yeah. 50 Ironmans through 50 states in 50 days. And we packed up the whole family and we put all our stuff in storage and we spent 60 days on the road because we spent 10 days in Hawaii first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, we went Hawaii, Alaska, and then back to the mainland to Washington for, you know, and that's like an unwritten world record because Guinness is just a brand. Right. So it is a world record in that no one's ever done that many in a row. Um, but that one could not be registered with Guinness because they were not official events because you can't have an official event every day of the week. Right. So right. with this new project he has coming up, um, we're making it an official event every day in order to qualify for Guinness World Records. Wow. And that will be 100 Ironmans in 100 days. Whew. I'm just tired listening to it all. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, okay. So you you understood that this was going to require a lot more planning and preparation. And he's he's just got the glitter in his eyes oh, thinking, yeah. like, let's do this. Well, because to him, let's it's go. about mindset. So people say... And I don't mean that to be cliche. I mean that to be very literal. Yeah. To him, it's not about training and preparing the body. It's about turning it on. Yeah. So people say, oh, he must be so disciplined and so diligent. And he's not. Mm -hmm. He has a yellow personality. And he is all about fun and happiness and joy and, you know, just having fun in life. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't need the discipline because when it's time to turn it on, he turns it on, and that is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And I have to say, but remember, you still need to train. And he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Those that too. Details. That Those too, details. right? So that's where our partnership comes in together. Yeah. yeah. How, how has that partnership worked over the years, right? So when he's trying to lift off and you're saying, oh, yeah, remember this. I mean, I, I would imagine they're... There are probably plenty of times where there's a little bit of tension around that. Tell me how yeah. you've navigated that. So I've spent my whole life, um, well, I guess not my whole life. When, when I was in my early 20s, I learned how to deal with my emotions. 
And so whenever James triggered me, I knew the trigger was mine. It was mm. never him. That's right. very mature, right? That, I yeah. mean, there a lot of people never figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And so when people, you know, not everybody can be married to a person. I don't, I don't think yeah. there's any other woman in this world for James that I know <laughs> and that I know he knows, right? <laughs> that's, that's the important part. Yeah. As long as he knows. He that. knows. <laughs> so it's not like he could have just married anyone. That's so you know, true. a lot of us could marry anyone and yeah. be happy. Yeah. But in his case, I really feel like we were supposed to be together. So whenever there was, um, I, it's not even conflict because we never really, we've never really fought. It's yeah. not our personalities. Yeah. yeah. But whenever I, I'll speak for myself and not mm-hmm. for him, but whenever mm-hmm. I had dissonance about a decision, I knew I needed to look inside myself and figure out for myself. Yeah. And so when he had these ideas, I knew one, I chose to be a mother. I chose to be a young mother and I yeah. chose to have five kids Yeah. and I wanted to have them close together. And so I was doing what I wanted. Yeah. So who was I to prevent him from doing what he wanted? Mm -hmm. And we worked together to make that work. We lived way below poverty line Mm -hmm. so that I could stay at home. Yeah. And we had all five kids in one bedroom so that I could stay at home. And Mm -hmm. so people would see our lifestyle and say, you know, it's really unfair that James is doing all these fun things and you're stuck at home being responsible. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand is I did not want to be doing the things James was doing. Yeah. I love being responsible and I yeah. love cleaning and organizing. And, you know, like that's yeah. my niche. Yeah. So there was a lot of misinterpretation early in our marriage about our relationship because people were assuming I wished I could be doing what he what was doing. Right. That he's here. He's here. He is in the limelight. Yes. And you're. At home. Scrubbing toilets. Tending all the kids. Changing diapers. Yeah. 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 And, and, and part of what I hear you saying is you two have a very clear partnership and very clear choices. And expectations. And expectations. Very clear expectations. And it. as time progressed, you know, I remember um, praying one day. I had this long run. I had to run 20 miles and I had said my prayers that morning. I remember praying like this was a 10 years marriage. And I was like, you know, please, God, bring us closer together. Mm-hmm. And the heavens opened and God spoke to me and said, you've been praying for this for 10 years. I've answered your prayer. And this was that hardship we had to go through where we lost everything and we really had to pull together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been 20 years now and he is not the same person. I am not the same person. And our lives have completely changed becoming a couple. And even just now, I mean, in October, I said to him, you know, it's been 20 years because our anniversary was in December. So I said, for the next couple of months, I want you to think about what you didn't have in our relationship that you needed the first 20 that you would like the next 20. Oh, what a great question. And he was like, he kind of looked, looked at me surprised. And I was like, not now. I want you to think about it. Take some time. I'll tell you what. We had some hard conversations, mm-hmm. October, November, and December, even leading into Christmas. I mean, mm-hmm. there were some hard conversations, but both yeah. of us were committed to this relationship. And I was like, why would we keep doing what's not working? Yeah. Instead of saying, this is what I need to be fulfilled, no blaming, no, you do this, but it's like, let's figure this out. And here it is. We're at the end of January and all that stuff's been resolved. Yeah. Yeah. So we just have this synergy of, you know, looking inside of ourselves, looking after each other, but being independent as our lives are still intertwining. Yeah. Not parallel. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And and, and taking that personal responsibility for, okay, what's my part here? That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Well, and it's so it's so easy to to project it on the other, 
right? That's Which, the easiest thing it's to do. The easiest thing. And the cheapest yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Okay. So uh so let's start with um the, the thing that I'm I'm interested in um looking at first is if we think about the 50 challenge, right? So the the 50 the 50 Ironman distance races mm-hmm. in 50 days mm-hmm. in 50 states. Yeah, consecutive days. One Consecutive every day. days. Yeah, people, do you hear that? People always say, in how many days? And I'm like, well, it, that's what the other 50 is. That's, that's yeah. why there's three 50s. <laughs> yeah, 50, 50, 50. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was, uh, you know, we, we were friends at that time, and I followed you. And, I mean, tons of people following that. And I just, it's remarkable. I mean, Tell me a little, just just give give us a little bit of a flavor of um, what that was like for for you, what that was like for your family, because your whole family went on that road show. Yeah. Um, so give us a few highlights, maybe lowlights, or and and then like what were the lessons from that as you prepare for this Conquer One Hundred, and then we'll talk a little bit more about that. So in preparation for that, we moved in with an old lady who had Alzheimer's and we traded her rent and utilities for me to care for her. Oh, wow. And she was like relatively independent, but mm-hmm. it still, she was great. Her family was a nightmare. Um, but that was very difficult. And I remember, again, praying and saying, thank you, God, for this opportunity, because I know it's an opportunity, but please help me make it through this. <laughs> and at the same time, I'd gone back to school because I said to James... Oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, and I I didn't tell James. I just got everything aligned, and I said, by the way, I'm starting school Monday, and he's like, what? And I'm like, don't worry. He's like, what about this? I'm like, already arranged it, already arranged it, already arranged it. Wow. Because I knew it was the right thing to do, and I so I just jumped right on it, and he it wasn't going to change anything for him. So um, I went back to school, and I graduated 10 days before we left for the 50. So I told James, I can't help you prepare for this. you got to do your thing. I got to do my thing and we got to hold hands as we pursue these paths. And, you know, our kids were so young. I used to take my son to classes with me mm-hmm. because there was days I couldn't get a sitter. Yeah. He just came right along with me. Do what you got to do. I, you know, I wanted to make sure I graduated in case things didn't work out for one reason or another. I could go get a full time job and, you know, we could figure mm-hmm. these things out. Mm-hmm. So we got to Hawaii and we spent 10 days there. And in order for him to... Um, make flights and such, we had to start at midnight because oh. time changed and mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. So he starts at midnight. Um, I I was promised that I wouldn't have to do anything. I was just going to go on vacation. And I was like... <laughs> Famous last words. Right. See, you laugh because we know because we're wiser and older now. <laughs> but as that younger girl, I thought that could be true. <laughs> I'm going to Hawaii. It, this is going to be a this is going to be a great summer. That's what I thought. And the kids, it was like the kids are going to run around and have a blast, and it's just going to be amazing. And you know, they definitely had that experience. Yeah. But it came to a choice for me when things were not going according to plan, and people were not doing things they had committed to do. Mm-hmm. That I literally had a choice. I had a choice to either step in and make it work yeah. and do all the things I was promised I wouldn't have to do. Mm-hmm. Or I could sit and, and and in addition to feel sorry for myself or yeah. not feel sorry for myself or let the whole thing fall. Mm. And there's nothing James could do. He's 
doing the Ironmans, yeah. right? Everything that's happening behind the scenes, he can't do. He can't drive the RV through yeah. the night. Yeah. He can't, you know, get the food for and do the laundry and clean the RV. And, you know, when you drive an RV, everything falls off the counters. Like yeah. it took two hours every night to prep the RV just to leave. Wow. These so, things that you, you don't know you don't until, know. You're, you until don't know. you're in route. And the fridge never worked. The shower, we, we couldn't. I mean, this thing was useless to us. We wow. should have just packed into a van and driven. Wow. So there were so many complexities that it wasn't necessarily that we had thought of. We were understaffed, but then even people weren't doing what they had committed to yeah. do. So it became very complex, very fast. And we're talking, you know, two hours of, of sleep a night. <sighs> so for me, my focus was like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing here because I didn't help plan anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the expectations were. I didn't know what promises or commitments had been made inside of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I needed to make sure my kids had the best summer of their lives so they didn't resent this project. So I'm being pulled in 17 different ways. And I was just literally holding on for dear life. Wow. It oh, was that sounds overwhelming. All, all being proactive, right? I couldn't just hold on for dear life and just wait. It was like work every second of every day of every moment. Yeah. That, there's such an important lesson there, right? That I think applies in so many facets of life that, you know, you're overwhelmed. There's so many uncertainties, so many complexities, but you have to act. You have to take action. It doesn't go away if you close it, your eyes. It does not go away and it, yeah. it won't get easier. You have to take and that, action. And that's not to say it's fair or that it's your job exactly. or your responsibility or your fault. Yeah. It's like yeah. we live in a world of consequences yeah. for other people's actions. Yeah. Like that's the world we live in. Yeah. And what and what choice are you going to make? Exactly. Are, are you going to take action? Exactly. Or are you going to are you well, going to let it pile on? <laughs> well, and that's the other part that's interesting. It depends because if I resent James and I want to teach him a lesson, I say let the ball drop. You fail. You suck. I told you we shouldn't have done this. Yeah. But in that moment, it couldn't be about me. Yeah. It had to be about our family. Yeah. My husband, who I committed to give my life to when we got married. Yeah. And so I said, and you know, and a problem solver by nature, I said, well, whatever it is, let's do this thing. Yeah. We're in it together. We're in it together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, neither of us really knew. We didn't see each other the whole 50. Neither of us really knew the battles that each of us was facing. But again, like the preparation, we were doing our own thing, but holding hands and just praying with our whole yeah. heart and soul. Yeah. And you, and you trust that you, you trust that you have one another's back. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I never had to worry that James wouldn't do his job and yeah. he never had to worry that I wouldn't handle whatever was being smeared in this goulash of yeah. mess over here. Yeah. So it was like step up or the whole project falls. And wow. what what kind of wife would I be if I allowed James to fail? Mm. Like, no way. Yeah. No way I want to live with this man for the rest of his life in his own dismay about failure. Mm. Like, no way. I am his number one, his advocate. I am the person who's going to call him on his crap faster than anybody else. <laughs> but I'm also I believe gonna be, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be... I'm going to be the person that no matter what he does, I will never stop loving him. And if you don't have that attitude about your relationship, what kind of life are you offering each other? Yeah. It's pretty miserable. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I would drive the RV through the night and then stay up all day and entertain the kids. And I mean, anything and everything you could possibly imagine from 
trying to feed the crew to trying to find a place to do laundry to, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, things you don't think of getting the oil changed in the RV yeah. that we were turned into a giant mess in West Virginia. And, you know, we had a person, our crew that kept taking the van. And so I never had a car that fit my family. <laughs> you know, we were squeezing seven people because if we had a company with us and for sure six in a little uh, compact car, a little Mazda three oh, and, dear. you know, just the complexities of all. But for me, I was like, just trust every day. Mm -hmm. You'll know what to do. And then make sure these kids are having a blast. And the kids had a <laughs> blast. I they bet blast. they did. They, there was no time, no concept of time. Mm -hmm. It would, They'd wake up and say, what state are we in? No concept of time. And the older girls, they did the 5K and hung out with James and, you know, in the evenings. And they were helpful to me during the day. But they were just totally present. Yeah, fully present. That's exactly fully the word I present. was that came to mind. So it was quite the adventure. And it Ooh. took me a couple of years to get over the trauma and the emotional yeah. issues with that. Like the, I mean, I had social anxiety for a long time because you have yeah. to be on to talk to everybody all the time. Yeah, and I was just absolutely. like, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, that, that, that brings up, um, a question for me. So, right. Like you, you talked about, right. James is doing his thing, right? Like he has got to have total focus. He's yeah. And one job, he, he, get that he, Iron Man done. Exactly. He's yes. got one job every day for 50 days and he has that trust in you that you're going to take care of everything else. And it really sounds like you had a lot to take care of. So then you get to the end of that. Right. And he has, and he has this great victory and it's a victory for you as well. Totally. And I was there. I remember it was so awesome. I was mm -hmm. so thrilled for all of you, but tell me about, Tell me about after. Tell me about the worst because, six months of my life. Yeah, because here's <laughs> the thing, right? Like afterwards, like, you know, he did his job. The whole world knows he mm -hmm. did his job. We got a documentary. We've got a book. We, we got engagements. He's speaking to the whole world. Yep. But it would be very easy for him to not have a freaking clue what you were doing every single day. Right. Because, I mean, he would have no idea. He would have absolutely no, no idea. We never saw each other. I did not see him the first eight days at all. And wow. I had spectators saying, hey, get out of the way. You're in his way. We're trying to do this thing. And I was like, say what? <laughs> all right. I will left hook you so hard. You will come up with no teeth. I believe that. too. Because that, was, that happened during 2012. And it kind of got inside me and that I felt like I was in the way. So this time around, I was like, no, no, no. no we're right? not doing that. So it was crazy because the night of the finish, the day of the 50 was the worst day for me. The worst day. Mm -hmm. I had a friend that left me stranded because her boyfriend was mad at Thanksgiving point. I had no way of getting anywhere. And I mean, everybody left the water with this big breakfast spread and no one stayed to clean it up. So I missed James's transition to the bike. I missed the big group mm -hmm. of bike that went with him. I got there and I was just doing everything I could to not hold back tears. I was just mm -hmm. like, I can't even, cause I didn't, I didn't get to do anything on 50. I held my bike around 50 States and never once rode it. Oh. So, you know, initially I was thinking I was going to be able to do all these fun things. And I was doing loadager right after this 200 oh, yeah. something mile bike yeah. race. And I didn't ride my bike all summer. Yeah. So uh, we, I get left at Deer Creek with this big mess to clean up. And I'm like, and the cars are gone. And I'm like, what's happening? Like in my mind, I thought 
that people at some point would start to look out for we, for me. Yeah. I mean, and isn't that symbolic of, of so Absolutely. much? Oh. Absolutely. And it's not... It's not a victim role. It was sheer confusion. I was like, well, who planned this breakfast and then left it for me to clean up? Yeah. And it's not intentional either, I don't think. It's just the hype and the excitement. So then I missed the transition now at the Riverwoods for the bike ride. Mm -hmm. I have to make this exchange. My friend Carly lived in Orem. I dropped kids off there and had to go make some exchange. The kids got showered. And then my friend leaves me at Thanksgiving Point stranded. And I'm like... I don't have a person in this world to call because Carly had all of her kids. She had all of my kids. My mom was with Carly at her house. I don't really have a relationship with people in my family. I'm like, what am I going to do? And out of the grace of God, one of the people from our sponsors shows up with a car (laughs) and I get a ride back, come back. I'm inundated with people. Strangers are in and out of the RV. And I was just like, whoa, I missed James's finish. Oh, because everybody was stopping me and talking to me. And there were people saying, you've got to go. You've got to go. You've got to get to the finish. I missed the finish. Uh, I did not see him cross the finish line. Doesn't that say everything? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and two nights before everybody was in the I mean, Wyoming and they were celebrating outside. And this is on the documentary. Everybody's cheering. They're like, two more, two more. I'm cheering. And I'm in the RV prepping this RV in tears mm-hmm. because Something's happening with kids, with Barbies or something, and everybody's out celebrating and doing the fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I'm stuck with the work every day of the week. And then I had to drive. One of our crew guys took off and went home the last night, and I had to help drive the last night to get to Utah. Yeah. And it's just like, how how does everything I need get overlooked? Yeah. So I get to the finish, and... James has already come through and all these things are happening and I'm nowhere to be seen at this finish oh. line, right? Mm-hmm. They finally get me over there, whatever. And then this anti-James guy pulls me aside, drove him from Colorado. Turned out he had a drug problem and later contacted James and, you know, expressed that he was under the influence or whatever when he came at me. But he just sat there and screamed at me. Oh, and boy. I just sat there and calmed him down. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here with this guy and pretend like nothing else in the world matters. And I just... Talk this guy off the ledge, and he was oh, talking wow. about whatever. So everybody leaves at 12 o'clock at night. There's stuff everywhere. Everybody just left. <laughs> James had to drive a van home <laughs> because everybody just left. left. The next morning we wake up. They want to do pictures at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm not even showering. Mm-hmm. You want to have a pictures at 8 o'clock in the morning after this endeavor? Mm-hmm. You're going to get the crappiest looking family you've ever seen. <laughs> Serves you right right for being so demanding. (laughs) Monday morning, he takes off. He's literally gone for six months. Pops Mm -hmm. in a day or two. I had to to clean up the RV. I had to find a place to live. Mm -hmm. I had to move all of our stuff. I had to get the kids enrolled in school. Mm -hmm. Like, everything. And I was like, I I thought it was over. Yeah, what happened? What happened? (laughs) You know, the wingmen show up. And, of course, Casey had left his family to be gone all Mm -hmm. summer. So... They showed up, and I'm like, oh, good. They're here to help me clean out the RV. They got their stuff out of the V and left yeah. because their families needed them. They yeah. had been gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, so my friend Sherry came down from Idaho, and I was like, can you? She was down for something, and I was like, while you're here, mm-hmm. can you please just help me start pulling stuff out of this RV? And James says to me, hey, you need to find a way to get that RV back to Indiana. And I said, no, you need to find a way to get that RV back to Indiana. I'm, I'm I don't done. Care what I'm done here. To- yeah. <laughs> so that's six months after. Wow. 
the worst. Yeah. The absolute worst. So January comes and and my friend made me promise I wouldn't do anything till January. She's like, I know you're a (laughs) go-getter, but you got to just lay low. January came and I was like, well, I said, I'm going to be upset and emotionally traumatized till January. Then I'm going to figure it out. Give, give yourself that time. It took me two years, Mm -hmm. took me two years because the adrenal fatigue and the fight and flight all the time and the no sleep. And, you know, at the mercy of anybody that was out there that was going to bring us donuts, that's what you eat. Right. You know, it was nothing. I mean, the the charity was a nightmare to work with. Mm -hmm. And then we were getting attacked because the charity didn't have their crap together. Mm -hmm. It was just the worst. Well, now it's six years removed. And we're like, that was amazing. You know, the wisdom of age and time and, and, and the loss of memory. Yes. Well, the fact you look back on something like that and you go, I cannot believe we pulled that off. Yeah. Pretty incredible. The wingmen were all super close and we look back all the time. We're like, we don't even remember driving half those nights. Oh, I'm sure. sure. We hit a deer day seven. I had no headlight. I'm driving to Arkansas in these rolling hills, pitch black, pouring rain. I cannot see a thing. Because you can't see the road beneath you, right? Yeah. Or the road ahead of you because there's these dips. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't. James fell asleep on a bike. Oh, yeah. Right. So whatever he was battling, I was never going to tell him what I was battling. Yeah. He had his own demons. We just had to lock hands and trudge forward. Keep your focus. Yeah. Keep your focus. But I knew it'd be worth it. I knew it was the right thing to do. I knew it'd be worth it. Mm -hmm. I knew it was temporary. And I knew... No matter what happened, I would never regret seeing that through. And I knew this was about James. It was not about me. It was about James. So I had to stay focused on James, the reason we were there. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, boo-hoo, poor me. I'm so tired. I'm so this. I'm this is so hard. Like, no way. Mm -hmm. Now, afterwards, that's when I let that stuff hit. Okay. Because because now it was... Now it was time. Yes. You have to wait for the appropriate time. Yeah, absolutely. Now it was time. Okay. And two years. It took me two years to recover from that. Yeah. Two years. Okay. It's a long time. And that's with diligent work, too. Absolutely. Not just like, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about it, but like proactively addressing Mm -hmm. those concerns. Okay. And now the Conquer 100. Yeah. So what... What on earth are you doing now? (laughs) So James says, you think of the chaos we experienced on the 50. What can you do if you remove the chaos? And I was like, if we did what we did with all the chaos, it really does make you say, what could we do with all the chaos? (laughs) So initially he wanted to do it. He said, let's do it all in Utah. Mm-hmm. Let's remove the chaos. I'll sleep in my own bed. I'll do the same route every day. You know, the the kids can still do their thing and we don't uproot our lives, mm-hmm. which made the 50 easier in a way because I had, I was totally present. Nothing else mattered. Mm-hmm. Where this time around, I'm going to be living life as it is. Right. In addition to, so he was going to do it in, he said, I can't stop thinking about it. I said, if you are thinking about it, It means it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So then he was going to start in June or something. He had to beat the winter. So he said either I'm going to do the front or the back end. And I'm less likely to get bad weather on the back end of the summer. Mm -hmm. So July, August, September, Mm -hmm. October. Mm -hmm. And then he said, I just keep having a feeling I need to move it to March. And I was like, really? There's always snow in March and April, right? Right. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, I just can't stop thinking about it. I think we need March. And I was like, okay. And then I realized it ruined my life. (laughs) 
My 40th birthday is in April. Oh, no. I had a birthday trip plans with friends. I had a couple's trip for us with my best friend, that Daniel, that I grew up with. I had all these plans that I was like, you just ruined <laughs> my life. And he was so hurt. He's like, how can you not support me in this? Like, how can you? And I'm like, do you realize the amount of things that this is going to change and impact? Mm-hmm. So in December, we our anniversary was December 9th. And... We went on a just a staycation because I was like, I don't even want to go anywhere. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, 20th anniversary. Who doesn't want to do something? I was yeah. like, okay, let's just do a staycation. And we were in the middle of this relationship crisis where yes. we were talking about the things that we wanted the to change. Rumble, right. right? Mm-hmm. So I said, we're at dinner, and he's like, he's he was hurt. He was like, how can you not support me in this? And not like, it's like, it's like don't talk to me about support, yeah, sir. That's, like, do that not talk to me instinct. about support. But what I think he was really <laughs> saying was like, you've always supported me. Why not now? Yeah, like what's right? different? Yes. Yeah. But he was like, well, I don't get it. This is supposed to be the easy one. <laughs> and I said to him, <laughs> okay, that okay, right? Because we're in Utah. This is, this is why most people are like, what? I know, they, they I can't know. even like wrap their we head think around. This is the easy one. This oh is my the gosh. easy one. Ugh. So I said, it's not that I don't support you. I need time to process that this is changing so many things about my totally. my life. I had all these expectations yeah. and things planned. And our relationship is that such that we have never really been able to plan ahead. Yeah, because James travels all over the world. He's been to forty eight countries mm-hmm. to speak, and so. We can't really plan ahead. And I get mad at them sometimes for that. I'm like, it's spring break. We should be able to plan something with the kids. We never had any money. And now we can afford to do something for spring break and we never can because we can't plan ahead, right? Well, and I think people really relate to what you're saying, especially coming off of this pandemic, right? Like everyone's plans have been squashed all over the place. So to want to to want to have some something to look forward to and to plan. Like I think it's so interesting. Whoever says bad to plan ahead, isn't that the right (laughs) thing to do? Yeah. Plan ahead. And I'm like, and you're the realist. Yes. Thank you. That's where that's where we insert this, right? Mm -hmm. And the realist says our kids have jobs now. Yeah. They can't just skip school and do yeah. whatever they want all the time yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I said, James, I just need time to process this. Mm-hmm. It's unfair for you to expect me to just be okay in the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I feel entitled to take the time to work through this. And again, yep. me being upset is a trigger that's my issue. Mm-hmm. This isn't about him. Mm-hmm. So I needed time to look inside myself and say, you know, what am I really upset about? Mm-hmm. Where is this trigger coming from? And then... But managing those expectations, right? Big time. Because... Yeah. Expectations is the only thing that creates disappointment. Yeah, because, like, it's very... It's totally understandable that it's going to take you a minute. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and so, mine in your mind, but the guy <laughs> with the helium balloons is like, hop on, it's going to be amazing. And yeah. I'm like, I got to change the laundry before yeah, I go. That's right. And so he can he can just pause. Yeah. Right? That, I mean, and that's how we meet one another in a well, relationship. Well, because he's like, if you don't want me to do it, I'm not doing it. I'm canceling right now. Yeah, that all or nothing. And, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> it, it's not that I don't want you to do it. I yeah. just It's just like, pop the brakes, buddy. Yes, I'm like, <laughs> no, this is not me saying I want to get a divorce. I'm yeah. saying I need 10 seconds to process all this, exactly. you know? Exactly. So part of the reason why that dissonance came up was because... My son is 11, my youngest, mm-hmm. and I have a lot more time now. And I'm like, okay, I, I want to put some kindling on my own life. 
I love. Oh, I love that way. I'm, I'm not ready to start the fire. It. Yeah. But I need to start putting some kindling on my own life. I love it. And love so it. I had like this, in this moment and, you know, of like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And then for him to present this to me says, you know, I confirmed with God, this was my path. And then you just put up a brick wall and said, I need you to forget about your life and think about my goals. And I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait. I already did that. And I thought this was the direction I was supposed to be moving. So what I was really struggling with once I took the time to go through my mind was that I was having conflict between what I thought was right for me and what James was presenting for us as a couple. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I thought I was ready to start pursuing a career, but I can't pursue a career if I'm doing this. I have to wait. But I felt like I was supposed to start. Yeah. So it creates this confusion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that's where it was really at. It was less about canceling my trips and plans. And that was more eye rolling than it was. So I did some soul searching and it was like, no, this is because I was like, okay, am I supposed to put the brakes on that and just wait for a minute? Mm -hmm. Or am I supposed to like do this and this. And it was like, no, you're supposed to push the gas. This will launch you into your career. Mm -hmm. So then I said, oh, okay. So now I'm feeling like it's okay to pursue this path because it does fit within what I want to do as an individual. And now I'm okay with it. And as time has passed in the month of January, I feel so at peace about it. You feel settled. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think it's so incredible because I think often in those in those moments where we have that confusion, it's like, wait, like, I don't think we can do this and this. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, I think part of what happens, at least for me, my experience has been, it's, it's like, <laughs> I just can't see the full picture, right? And I think that that's where that trust in the relationship and like, okay, we're going to we're going to hold hands through this and we're going to trust that there's a way to navigate it can make all the difference. Um, you know, so my husband and I, we've always navigated um, our schooling and career. And there have been times where we're like, there's no freaking way mm-hmm. that this will work out. But it's like, OK, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hold hands and buckle up. And you know what? It's always worked out. But I think part of what I've learned is I don't need to understand how it's going to work out. But I can actually, I can have that piece that like, okay, we're in it together. And that's exactly, I don't need to know how, but as long as you tell me that the next step is in this direction, I'm good. Yeah. Like I can have some peace. I can take the next step. Mm -hmm. All right. Deep breath. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't need to know the outcome. Yeah. I just need to know this is the right direction. Yeah. And that's, I am so incredibly at peace with that. Oh, that's So great. now I'm like, I mean, in, in, even before now, I was like, well, let's giddy up. But there's this other voice in my head that keeps saying, it's going to be different this time. Yeah. And that is such a beautiful thing when you have suffered through <laughs> so much to build a life. Yeah. You know, to You've have hard. You've worked so hard. To have a voice that says, you don't have to lose everything again. Yeah. You don't have to stay up all night again. You don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was mm-hmm. so crazy for so long. In fact, I pulled out one of my journals from 2012 and um, they're intense, you know, like oh, I, yeah. I, I was always honest. I'm not, a, I'm not a fluff person. I'm not a sugar yeah. coder. Yeah. So I was always that's, honest. That's part of what I love about you. Yeah. I don't know how. 
<laughs> I know. Which, like, honestly, like, that is the best. That's the that's just, like such a high compliment about you. Yeah, like, I, I don't I know how. <laughs> I don't know how to like try to make you feel good about what I'm saying because I'm just saying what's coming from my heart. Yeah, and I I remembered some of that hardship through 2012, and I gasped like. If that was my daughter, the amount of stress I'd feel, it feels her mother, you know, knowing how much pain and suffering Mm -hmm. we went through. But fortunately for us, it was never our marriage. Yeah. And James had that was solid. Never to our marriage. And James had a friend that said, You lost everything. You've lost everything. He's like, I haven't lost anything. The only thing that matters is coming with me. Yeah. Our marriage. Yes. Our marriage never struggled. We never wanted to separate. We were never fighting. It was always collaborating. Yeah. And that is something you cannot put a price on. Yeah. So knowing and James had said, you know, I worry this time around that the the story won't be interesting unless there's hardship. But he's like, I don't want there to be hardship. (laughs) You know, he's feeling the same thing in a different manner. And I said to him, there's not to be hardship. It can be your happy ending. Yeah. It can be finishing it off. Yeah. You're you're doing something incredible. And it's it's the human spirit. And it's this this determination. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, I think. Misery of 2015. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think there's something that's so incredible and so inspiring about that yeah and he, and he I wouldn't said, worry about that yeah because he said that. he's like I can't stop thinking about what you said the other night and I was like when and he goes that you it doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be ugly yeah it can just be the ending of our story we've had all these years and this can be the happy ending he's like I can't tell you how much peace of mind that brought me yeah and so I but with that feeling of it's going to be different this time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I I just feel so good about it. Now, do I have to expect? No. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. Am I going to want to lose my mind half the time? Probably. But that is beside the point. Yeah. Nothing's going to be like what we've already done. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Exactly. So the kids are yeah. older now and they're, you know, they'll be involved. Lucy works full time for James now and mm-hmm. she does all of his stuff. And she's, of course, like his number yeah. one fan, always has been. Did all the 5Ks with him in wow. 2015. And wow. So it's like. It's just going to be different for so many reasons. And I don't have any expectations because James will say that's things probably like, good. Yeah. Because he'll really say things good. like, oh, no, you'll be able to do this. And you'll be able to do that. And I'm like, no. I've heard these promises. Yeah, I know for better. 20 years. I know better. I just have no expectations. We will start going with the plan we have. We'll be ready to mm-hmm. adapt and we will just go with the flow. Yeah. If things need to be changed, we change them. If yeah. things need to be adjusted, we adjust them. If, you know, if I have to figure out things in my personal life and I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. He's like, it's only six months. And I'm like. You always say it's only six months. You've always said it's only six months. And then it's a big years. I know. It's like, it's six months and dog years. Yes, right? exactly. But now I feel yeah. at peace about that. Now I'm like, no, we got this. And he moved it up for many reasons. One, he's like Q1 and Q2 of the year. The world's still shut down. He's like, if I get this done halfway through the year for the quarter three and four, I can be traveling and speaking. I love it. But he's like, also... um, Nobody's doing anything. So they're all going to be excited to watch. People need inspiration. Yes. He said, everybody's coming off this 20 year of feeling down, depressed and low. And he's like, 
I want to give people something to follow to get them through this COVID thing. Absolutely. And he's doing it with OUR. And I told him two Mm -hmm. years ago, I was like, we have to develop a relationship with OUR. We need to get integrated with them. So that's all played out. And Mm -hmm. because of the 50, we know better how to set everything up. Yeah. And to who to rely on, who not to rely on. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, I mean, in this time, people are knocking at our door saying, hey, we want to give you money. We want to sponsor. We want to do this. And me and James are like, we're, what? Oh, like, that, that doesn't surprise me at all because I mean, you've paid your dues. But we always thought we had paid our dues and it was still a grind. Yeah. And so that's, that leads into the yeah. idea that this time is different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This time is different. So. We will see. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so excited. I, I know the routes. It's like, it's it's right in my backyard. Yeah. I'm so... That's the idea. I know. It's right That's in your idea. backyard. Yep. And I, I think there's so much wisdom in, in, in how you're approaching it. And I think, you know, this podcast is all about pursuing what matters. And I think you're such an incredible example of doing just that. Like, how... How do you make room for how do you how do you make room for pursuing purpose and pursuing what matters, especially when you have this larger than life yeah. partner who right has this this focus and this determination and like a true partnership and it's well the easiest beautiful. answer to that is patience. Just wait your turn. <laughs> Right? You, you think Which you, is not the message that the world teaches no. us. No. But you know, that's exactly no. that's exactly right. Like, how do you actually work together and say, we are in it together. We're going to lock hands mm-hmm. and we'll see this through. And growth and development comes every single day. Like you said, yeah. it, you don't have to be in the limelight. I can be yeah. behind the scenes in the passenger seat, yeah. growing and learning. What people don't realize when you're in the driver's seat. You can't nap, you can't control the radio, you can't eat. <laughs> the passenger seat's not so bad. But, you know, it. it's like, it's patience, waiting your turn. Yeah. My turn will come. And my turn yeah. came already as being a mother. Yeah. That's one of the most important things I've, I mean, so that's true. all I've ever wanted to do. And now that my kids are older, I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for something else, you know? Yeah, that kindling. Yeah, the kindling yeah. set out. And, you know, James travels and I'm like, I'm going to start traveling with him. Yeah. Which is so awesome. Like, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, traveling's not that great when you're alone. And I'm like, well, I'm going to start coming It's going to get a lot more fun. Yes. So it's like (laughs) I'm benefiting from everything he's ever done, even if it isn't necessarily the timing that I wanted to do my thing. Yeah. Here's the other irony is that there were things I thought I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and through this journey that has shifted. Yeah. That has changed. You're finding. Yeah. And he's... He's benefiting from everything that you have done. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm like, beautiful. It, it has taken a lot of work and a lot of self-reflection to create the bond we have in our marriage. Yeah. But that's life. That's yeah. everybody's marriage. That's yeah. That's everybody's so relationship true. and success. That's reality. And yeah. if you're expecting anything different, good luck. Yeah. That, that, that's where marriage gets really hard. Yes. So, oh, well, thank you so much. I know you're busy. I know you guys are. You're welcome. Right? Like, I'm not that busy. That's why I need a career. <laughs> Just this, this is the ramp up, but um, it's going to be so much fun to follow um, all of this. And, and you're really, truly an inspiration. So thank you so much for your time. It's been thank awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Isn't Sunny remarkable? She's she's so great. I just love 
loved spending time with her. So head on over to my website to check out the show notes with all the great resources for this episode, including links to Sunny's website and her Instagram and Facebook accounts, and then also to follow James, the Iron Cowboy. So we'll have links there. He is just started his Conquer 100 this week, and it's going to be remarkable. 100 days of uh, Ironman distance uh, races every day. Um, pretty remarkable. So head on over to my website at www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash Iron Cowboy. And Iron Cowboy is just one word. So one more time, that's www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash Iron Cowboy. I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember, love and work, work and love. That's all there is. Until next time, take good care. Good care.